Hey kids, this is Aaron from the podcast that wouldn't die. And Kevin and I use Zencaster. You think you're better than us, that you're using something else? You're wrong. Zencaster's the place to be. Who are you to deny it? It's now super easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. Log in using your browser and start recording a high quality podcast right away. Record studio quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. If you thought about podcasting before and realized that you need a lot of different tools and services, those days are over. With Zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform, you can create your podcast all in one place and distribute to Spotify, Apple, and other major destinations. Go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use our code DIEHARD and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. We want you to have the same experiences we do for all our podcasting and content needs. It's time for you to share your story. Only a fool will give up a chance for a 30% discount. Ashley. Hey man, what's going on? I have created something truly extraordinary. Oh shit, for real? What's that? It's called a podcast. Um, Vern, that has already been invented. Yeah, but our shows to the movie call, we're gonna talk about movies. Oh, okay. You know, like box office blockbusters? Yeah. Foreign independent films? Gotcha. Musicals and animation? Yeah, lots of people do that. S-rated adult flicks? Ew, Vern, no! What makes Cinema Recall different from the rest? Well, we'll be offering great content with a wide variety of guests on both our podcast platforms and YouTube as well. Variety? Like, it covers many different genres of film? Exactly. We want to be the show for fans of cult features like Howard the Duck, to be friends with fans of big blockbusters like Spider-Man No Way Home. I still feel like so many other shows do that format. Yeah, but I have two very attractive and good-looking hosts. Vern, it won't matter if they're listening. Maybe they'll enjoy the banter we have with each other and special guests. We can even make a show that includes all lovers of cinema. From art house gems? And raunchy comedies. I like it. A show that celebrates all forms of entertainment. Cinema Recall is available everywhere you find great podcasts. The hell was that? It's our voice promo guy. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram under Cinema Recall Podcast and on Twitter at Cinema underscore Recall. Vern, can we afford to have a voiceover guy? We can't afford not to. Used to be a voice guy for movie trailers, but now he just follows me around and gives me movie trailer narration. That's really sad. What? Now we're giving him purpose in life. He now has a reason to go on. Check out past episodes at cinemarecall.net. Promise it's fun! What in the name of God? What did he do to make this house so evil? Murder, vampirism, cannibalism, drug addiction, alcoholism, sadism, mutilation. How did it end? If it had ended, we would not be here. Welcome to the latest episode of the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, as always, is Aaron. Ciao. This week on the podcast that wouldn't die, we're discussing the horror classic. 
The Legend of Hell House, starring Roddy McDowell and others. And all the rest. <laughs> and all the rest. Each week on the podcast that wouldn't die, we discuss guilty pleasures and forgotten classics of the horror and sci-fi genre with a comedic twist. Aaron, how are you doing? Dude, w- before Kevin made me go on the air live now, because we're debating whether Kevin should go see orchestral m- maneuvers in the dark, also yes. known as OMD, who I just saw at Darker Wave, and they did an hour. Where, as they said, we are relentless. There's more hits. I find that hard to believe. Me, uh, if if I can get him like uh, I don't know a free seat next to the porta potty, then he's down. He's out of. Then I'm in. As long as I can leave when I want, you know. If I can sneak out when they're in their deep cuts, I can just bail. Then I'm in. Does that sound Mother. good? I was I was relying on taking the day off, staying at your house, and making you drive me to the Greek. So oh sweet Jesus. Some you can always you come stay if push comes to shove. You're Please. in freaking Orange County. The Greek is in Los Angeles. That's what I'm saying. You're always welcome. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. Well, and the other thing, well, and I've told you my hard and fast rule. If I'm going to a concert and I'm spending money, there's a, a number of, of songs that I have to love to get off the couch. It can't just be, yeah, I kind of remember that song. It's got to be, I love it. Especially if we're talking full freight. What, what are you talking about? I 100 have bucks, no idea 200, 500. Know what the price of the tickets are until you log in for the pre sale. So you don't That's know. a scam. That's a scam. You're a scam. It's scam, yeah. scam. For those of you guys who don't know OMD, their, their biggest hit is from Pretty in Pink, the, the closing theme. If you leave, if you leave, don't leave now. Which is my least favorite song. Oh, well, there you go. So Such is life. Go. So it only gets better from there. That's just it only better. it only gets Adult better. Day, so in love, electricity. Come on, brother. My youngest told me a '80s rock star joke, which oh, works man. better better in print. But you're just gonna have to bear with me. Uh. I met to 12 of my closest friends and you might envelope and they all send me a little golden book or something. It's it's entirely possible. I met a guy on the street yesterday. He claims to be an eighties rocker. I'd never heard of him, but he was adamant. See, it it works better if it's, if you read it, adamant, adamant. So there you go. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Someone what? who I'm also going to see this year. So Are you? I like a little adamant, but again, do I like him enough to pay $350, right? And then it's two hours of the deepest of deep cuts. No, no, no. I'm seeing To get goody two-shoes. Okay. <laughs> Such is life. This and is what you while, get on our show, by the way. While we're talking about music, they just released uh, Coachella. Which okay. I'm never going to go to, right. but Lana Del Rey is one of the headliners, and I would like to see Lana Del Rey. There are people in the world who just like to listen to live music. I'm not one of those people. 
I'm not into it. I was until I went to see that crazy chick from Yosemite at the Crystal Palace here. I'm like, oh, live music? I'm down. I love live music. And I was like this. <sighs> For- I, I, I couldn't do that the whole time because the, the chick right. who gave me the tickets works for the Crystal Palace. I and, see. And uh, was so into this. Uh, Laney something or other. I'm sure your wife knows. Now, um, how would you describe this facial expression you're doing for our podcast audience? <laughs> it is, if you ever saw the movie Scanners, I'm making the face that happens right before your head explodes. That makes sense. That makes sense. The best sense. part of that concert was she did that cover of, uh, what is that? Uh, four non-blondes, concrete. Oh, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. she rocked it. In fact, the audience responded stronger to that song. Of course. Than to any of her songs. And these tickets were not cheap. And well, these are who's the crazy fans. woman from Yosemite that you I, like? I'm supposed to know who the hell the, the person from Yosemite yes, is. Because your wife is deep into country. The TV uh, show yes, Yosemite. There's a t- you mean Yellowstone. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, Yellowstone. I okay, like that. that also doesn't help me. Anywho, <laughs> I'm like, is there a show? Is Laney something? Laney Lanelson. Okay, fair Lainey enough. Lanelson and the Lanets. <laughs> the Lanets. Absolutely. <laughs> well, what was it? It was Ronnie Spector's group was called the Ronettes. Isn't yeah. that correct? So it's why not? The Nets. The Air Nets. It, it just it, you know it just the lends Air itself absolutely. <laughs> Okay, we're 30 minutes into the podcast. Why don't you give us the 30-second synopsis of The Legend of Hell House? Really, it is exactly like all these movies are a mm-hmm. takeoff of The uh, of the Haunted of Hill House. Right. This one is sexual. Is sexual. Sexual. It's all sexual-driven uh versus anything else you're not and it's all very vague yes what what horrors that happen no one can really speak about it yep people are dead short people are evil uh sex 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 and uh the person who haunts it is in fact a deviant uh but he's dead and still haunting it and electrical engineer the end. Is that it that, that gets Rod, the job done. Now claims to be five ten. I looked him up. He claims to be five. There's no way in God's green earth. Well, first of all, Roddy McDowell, God bless his soul. Uh, there's no way he is five ten. He's a Hollywood five ten, is what he is. That means he can wail on like Jeremy Renner or uh, Tom Cruise, like just absolutely beat the shit out of him. Yes. Uh, but a Hollywood. The taller you are, the stronger you are. I, that's what I tell people. Absolutely. No and question. I have to say, there are a couple of shots of Roddy McDowell. I'm like, Roddy never looks so good. Like, <laughs> not in the house, but there's a couple of on the streets. Roddy, his hair's nice. He's got aviators. He's dressing like, I don't know, 60s sharp. I was like, okay, Roddy. You're so you're talking about real life Roddy McDowell, not Roddy McDowell from The Legend of Hell House. Is yeah. that what you're saying? There are some in this movie? 
of Roddy McDowell in this here movie. You are out of your goddamn mind. When I would drive around Hollywood and follow him. No, no, no. I'm talking there's a couple of shots, not in the house where he's making his weird faces, but he's looking kind of fashionable. He had, he had. The best he looked Go ahead. since Cornelius. Did you know, I mean, I'm not a Hollywood, you know, movie historian, but he was a child actor. Did you know that? Yes. Oh, there you go. He was a child actor he first. Also, he was also uh, the president of the Screen Actors Guild. Yes, I, I did know that. Blocked. Uh, what's his face? Uh, who did he, who is he famous for blocking? Wasn't it Rodney Dangerfield? I think you may be right. I think you. I think you may be right. Rodney Dangerfield. He blocked him. He wouldn't okay, allow him. Moving. How can you block someone? I guess when you're the star of How Green Was My Valley, anything goes right. You wield incredible power as as Roddy McDowell. So I there mean, you go. Roddy and I love Roddy him. McDowell. I mean, I love little him. Kids don't usually make the jump. What happened to old Shirley Temple? She wasn't busting it out. What she got into her twenties, people are like. Ugh. I think Shirley, now we are going all sorts of places. <laughs> I believe Shirley Temple kind of retired from acting by the time she, she was burned out by the time she got married and had a couple kids. She was just like, I'm good. In her Whereas, 20s, though, she was not getting the role she needed. So it was you uh, may be right. post-retirement, I would say. You may be right. Now, do you remember the first time you saw The Legend of Hell House? Dude, when I was a kid, and it traumatized me. <laughs> I remember this being like the scariest and most uncomfortable, probably because of all the weird sex stuff going on. And this movie's super old, so I probably saw it like late at night on Mystery <laughs> Theater or something. But I remember just being traumatized, especially with the whole ghost sex scenes. This, this, this movie, man. This, I bought it. Because it was, okay, I have to say this. Your choice was $3.99 to rent, $5 just to buy it. So as I do, I said, I'll just buy this. I haven't seen it in in decades, probably. It's probably been 15 or 20 since I've seen this for the first time. Now, I remember going to the block, Blockbuster, the warehouse or whatever, and seeing the box on the shelf all the time. So it was it was always kind of beckoning to me. But as we've said many, many times, it's confusing when you have the Haunting of Hill House, the Legend of Hell House, and the House on Haunted Hill. And right? the Haunting. Well, the Haunting is the Haunting of Hill House. Haunting of Hill House was the book. The Haunting was the movie. But so since then, there is a movie called The Haunting of Hill House. It's, it's a Netflix miniseries. And it, what it, it wasn't bad, but in the end, I read the book and I wasn't that excited about the fucking book. So, well, that? the the TV series, The Haunting of of Hill House, is very different. Like the premise is it's it's entirely it's like a family move into the house. It's like a totally different thing. We Whereas the, the haunting horror when the family moves in, <laughs> basically. Basically, I remember it, is. it starting really well. Yes, like Bird Box was like great, and then the ending yes. was like shit. No, the the first couple of episodes of The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix were scary. Yeah, it was I scary. Agree. But you're right; it's like as questions are answered and things are revealed, it kind of sucks the wind out of the sails. Right. Um, but 
I, I'd seen The Legend of Hell House 15, 20 years ago for the first and only time. It had like, no, I remember Roddy McDowell being in it. And I re- that's all I remember. There's some hell shit going on. Other than that, having seen it for the first time in ages, this movie is surprisingly light to me. You really don't see shit no. in this. You really don't see anything. It's a lot of like, oh shit, you should have been here back in 1938. That's when it that's when it was real. It was it was Babylon, baby. Babylon. <laughs> it, was, it was straight Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay? Back but now it's a little being bit too specific. <laughs> well, there's okay, I got I wrote this down. Cause somebody uh, in the movie, they go, What what the hell happened here? And I, I had to write this down. Okay, here it goes. Okay, this is Roddy Let's do it in Roddy McDowell's. Yes, I first Ann Barrett, the wife goes. What did he do to make this house so evil, Mr. Fisher? And then Roddy McDowell goes, drug addiction, alcoholism, sadism, bestiality, mutilation, murder, vampirism, necrophilia, cannibalism, not to mention a gamut of sexual goodies. Shall I go on? Yes, please. Yeah, right. You don't see any of that shit in this movie. No, I, I mean, honestly, it just sounds like you're hanging out with Aleister Crowley and uh, the kids back. Or the- Alice Cooper, who I thought you were going for. <laughs> I was not going that way. <laughs> uh, right. Oh, good Lord. Okay, let's let's jump into the highlights. What, are you ready, Aaron? You want to go first? Or shall I go first? You go first. Well, the movie kicks off where you've got an old, old man sitting in a wheelchair Offering to pay this physicist a hundred thousand pounds to go to the legend to the hell house uh, to figure out what is it life after death, essentially. Can we this piece of shit is it really haunted? Correct. Now the only thing that was terrifying about this scene is the old man had a ghost in the attic that was just hanging out literally <laughs> the entire time. A, a bat in the cave, you say? He had a pat in the belfry. Absolutely. He had a ghosty. Uh, that is that is slang for he had a boogie. He had, he, his nose liked to dance because it had a little boogie in it, if you know what I'm saying. Might add one there, too. Give a man a ch- I mean, help him out. The guy is 95 years old. Do so, Give him a tissue or something, is all I'm saying. We don't want to lead off with this scene. Pluck it out. <laughs> if a boogie thy offends, pluck it out. <laughs> exactly. Um, but it sets the tone <laughs> for this movie because you've got the physicist who's really kind of a, a squishy character in the sense that he's supposed to be serious science. I only believe in science, but he's constantly going like, hey, medium let's hold a uh a, spe- a seance or a reading or whatever and he's like totally into it he's like oh yeah that's real that's real but i'm mr science i found that he was constantly napping he was always asleep oh he's in bed <laughs> he's asleep yes because well, they the least psychic person of anyone there literally almost nothing touched him until the last day well the are you talking about Roddy McDowell or are you talking about the physicist? Oh, the physicist. Well, the physicist wasn't supposed to be psychic. 
He was but just supposed to be in this this presence of doom where even his crazy effed up wife is getting possessed every goddamn night. Yes. That something might, you know. That's correct. Yes. You're, you're, uh, he was always like, it's 630. I'm off to bed. Absolutely. I three brandies. I got yes. He, oh, I got I, so life is drinking in bed, reading yes. the Necronomicon, summoning the, the Cinnabites. Oh, God. There was, okay, so there was a library in her room that she was sleeping in. And let me see if I can find this. There was multiple books that she was perusing. And one of them was like the, the Secrets of Phallic Worship. Or something like that. it was like all sorts of auto erotica. It was like really what? Written by a man. You're like put it away. Put it put away. Put it away. <laughs> well, there'll be no worshiping tonight. Thank you. <laughs> there was no Reader's Digest up on the shelf. Everything was 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 vaguely sexual. Ghost fucking too. I think that's the one she settled on. Absolutely. Well, uh, so the more Latin phrases. The wife, who seemingly has, doesn't bring anything to the table, right? She's just, oh, I get, hon, you're on, you're going to work. I guess I'm coming with you, is essentially what it is. And the, I think it's the first night she comes down and throws a, a pass at Roddy McDowell saying, you, me, that girl, Lionel, hold together, naked, drunk, clutching sweating, biting, and then he smacks her. Get yourself together, young lady. He's like, yeah. you're barking up the wrong tree, madame. <laughs> you are barking up the wrong tree. I'm someone who's worshiping the phallus. <laughs> <laughs> Roddy McDowell never admitted his, his sexual preferences. Just, nice. I want to put it out there. He was a confirmed bachelor. As far as I know, I don't think that's true either. He may have had a house boy or something along those lines. <laughs> anyway, a pool boy, if you will. Um, well, so, all, I, I please. Want, are you on? You, oh, and you finish your story of the lady. I'm interrupting. Well, no, that it, it's basically so. Uh, it establishes you have the the physicist who has a big crazy electromagnetic machine to do some shit, and then he brings along uh, his wife. And then his two two mediums. One's a mental medium and a spiritualist because she wears a big cross around her neck all the That's time. That's how you know. That's how you know. And then there's crusty uh, Roddy McDowell, who is a physical medium, which means he can actually move shit around, I guess, when he's doing his medium he shit. physical. Let's get physical. 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 And the his backstory is that he was with a team that tried to figure out Hell House back in 52, but they all died except for him. How do we know it wasn't him? Now, that would have been an M. Night Shyamalan twist, right? There's a lot of contradictory and confusing things. I yes. just want to bring up, before the movie starts, they had one of those placards, a little quote. Yes. Uh, psychic phenomenon very much is within the bounds of possibility, but could, and could but could well be true. This is from someone who claims to be the psychic to the royals. So what the hell does that mean? 
Not much. The bounds of possibility and could be true, but you're the psychic <laughs> of the royals. So you I could be a charlatan. Be ripping them off. <laughs> That's correct. It's possible you are a scammer. That's correct. I'm not. He's look. He's not putting his planting his flag just yet. Look, I may be psychic. Just cut me a check. We'll call it a day. Who's to say? That's right. The more money, the more positive I am. That's 100%. That's 100%. But it's like, I feel like if multiple people had died back in 52, that would have been a bigger deal than seems to be in this movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this place is, is like a death trap, evidently. I'm not going into a death trap. That's all I'm saying. No thanks. I mean, it seems like the spirits want everyone to get busy. Am I right or am I wrong? Is that really what it comes down? And anyone who interferes with busyness gets taken out. Well, what is it? It's, it's really only the two women who get some kind of sexual thing going down. Like the one, the wife gets seemingly like sleepwalky, possessy kind of thing going on. I got to have some... I gotta have some Roddy. Shut down. Yes. And and dad is always asleep taking a nap after his his scotch and his pipe. <laughs> scotch and his pipe by the fire. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but so allegedly, the legend has it that there's what 27 spirits in the hell house. That's what we're supposed to think, including Daniel Belasco, the son of the evil Emmerich Belasco, allegedly. That's the story we've been told. Um, and we don't know who told this story. You well, what was what it? I mean, where does this come from? Where right. When did this legend start? Because <clears throat> at the end, yes. the person who's doing the haunting, their costumes do not seem from so long ago. You know what I mean? Well, he wasn't even like a skeleton. He was just like a dude sitting in a chair. You know what I mean? It was from like 50 years prior. Maybe it's like he was a genius. Oh my God. Oh my God. Here it is. What, what, what if it, What if he is really, uh, who, who's the, the universe dude in the wheelchair? Uh, oh, Stephen Hawking? What if he's Stephen Hawking's? Maybe this is what's going on in the Pleasure Dome. Forget Jeffrey Epstein's island. Maybe Stephen Hawking's is hanging out there in his own little Pleasure Dome. And like Bill Gates hangs out. And then who's the other? All all the physicists all come together. Carl Sagan. The ghost of Carl Sagan. Absolutely. And, And who's the other dude? He's always on PBS. Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's the he's the leader. He carries the stick, and then it's just an eyes wide shut situation. This is the other world of physicists. Can we talk about Stephen Hawking just for a second? I watched that movie, the biopic with uh, Eddie Redmayne and uh, Felicity Jones, and it's well, what's it's like you think it's like I'm not a person who knows the ins and outs of Stephen Hawking's life, but you think it's like this long like marriage relationship she was with him when he was diagnosed with ALS and blah 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 eventually he starts having an affair with the nurse he can't move he literally cannot how do you have an affair 
right? How do you, he leaves his wife. He leaves his wife for the nurse. And doesn't he then leave his next wife for another nurse? Oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, but that's the crazy. I could be making that up. You got look to have an affair. You got to burn some calories. You got to, you got to burn some calories. Even if you're Stephen Hawking. Right? How do you have an affair just sitting in a chair? You can't even it's move. Worship of the phallus. Apparently, <laughs> clearly one-sided. That was it. Kind of a, a take charge kind of gal, I guess. Right. <laughs> a take charge. Yes, absolutely. Anywho, now that we're talking about that good stuff, um, but this movie, like, like I said earlier, they don't really show you anything. There's nothing that really happens. It's like they, there's a lot of implied. Eventually, like the the uh, mental medium does a reading or a seance or whatever, and shit's all flying around. Um, and yeah, that's when ecto, she ectoplasm coming out of her fingers like goes yes, goes. that was so bizarre. <laughs> that was what is happening. <laughs> like if you watch this movie and you're supposed to be Mister Science, I you know because he says I guess the issue is. He says there is no life after death, according to his beliefs. But there is electromagnetic energy, you know, that can cause some shit to what cause it, shorts, the breakers to flip, or something. Something along uh, those lines causes a spark to have sex with you, or it's something. I mean, but when ectoplasm is squirting out of her fingertips, that's something. That's that's not something you could easily be like, well, that ain't nothing. What you talking about? You know, this is 73 was when this movie came out. And it reminds me, remember in Carrie, she goes to like her school library and there's a whole wing on the occult. Well, the Palm Springs Public Library used to have a thousand books like that. Yes. And I used to go read those all the time because uh, paranormal was all the rage in the 70s, 80s. It was mm-hmm. a real thing. So I totally remember all these stories about the, the ectoplasm, you're, you're manifesting matter from your fingertips and all well, this crazy shit. Look, when, I, when you're a kid, this stuff, the macabre is kind of fun and interesting. So you go to your middle school library or whatever, you're going to find books on, you know, vampires, Elizabeth Bathory and all, you know, all sorts of, cra- you know, whatever. Only Lizzie Borden. Libraries. Only in the best libraries. Only in the hey, best. Hey, kill the neighbor's cat. And guess what? You can fly around your high school right on. Isn't that what happened in bed knobs and broomsticks? I don't remember. I'm paraphrasing. Those are definitely witches. Those are definitely witches. <laughs> Absolutely. But so she, in her reading, she thinks she's communicating with Daniel. Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. It must be Daniel. And of course, everybody else is very skeptical that Daniel even exists. Because they're like, bitch, there is no Daniel. Which is kind of bizarre. Right? I mean, well, I think it's supposed to cause all the mistrust, mistrust between she, now I'm going to prove to you that I'm correct. Meanwhile, it just proves to them she's crazy. That and you have to have a seance in uh, a dark room with the red light on. Did they bring the red light to the haunted house yep. or was it already installed in the dining room? Well, they did say they, they fixed the electricity. 
before the fun began. And then I think on like the, the last day they bring in that huge ass machine. Yeah. To, to, Rob Zombie fixed the uh, electricity. The, <laughs> it was Rob. It was Alice Cooper. <laughs> no, it was, it was the old man in the wheelchair. His, his helpers came and said, oh yeah, we've installed all that shit. You're good to go. Cause that, and they said, we filled the larder as well because they have to live there for a week to get there. A hundred thousand dollars, hundred thousand pounds. Awesome. That your electrician and the dude who builds your computer at a time when no one knew what a computer was. Right. Uh, could also put hams in the closet. So that's great. Isn't that nice. So you're, they're covered in, in, in their village. They don't, I noticed they're not dusting shit. I mean, they're sitting at the, at the table eating whatever the hell they're eating, and there's like cobwebs just dripping down over their food and shit. <laughs> Look, I'm not Mr. Clean. I'm at least making sure the dining room area is at least a little straightened. Okay? Or should we assume that the beds they crawled into were last made 23 years ago? <laughs> yeah, he didn't say. And, you know, we, we you know, turned down the mattress and got fresh sheets and fresh... They didn't say any of that shit. So they're climbing in there like old old uh, dust bunnies. And, yeah. There's Hope they don't have asthma. Wounds, uh, holes in my pillow from the 1950. Just turn it over, love. You won't notice. Just turn it over! <laughs> um... So that's the, so and that cut <laughs> at one point they're they're like I said they're having dinner and Stop. what happens please I I wrote down the name of the book she pulled out let me hear Auto it autoerotic phenomena that's what it was autoerotic phenomena erotic phenomena apparently that's what uh, old kung fu was looking for at the <laughs> old kung fu that's what we called David Carradine was looking <laughs> and the lead singer of In Excess. Spoiler alert. Oh, uh, we like that music. Uh, I'm still not sure I'm going to see them in concert, though, if I'm being honest. In oh, excess. you're not going to see the ghost of, of in excess? <laughs> I, might, I might pay more than 50 for that, if I'm being truthful. The ghost of uh, Michael Hutchins uh, playing all the hits. How to go see Barry Manilow? Well, that was a Vegas. gift. That was a gift. Let me tell My, you, it wasn't $50. Oh, I'm sure it was a fortune. But I love Barry Manilow. If you love him, then you have to, then you pay. No question. If you love them, but it, again, make no mistake. There if are plenty of times. Them, set them free. If you love them, that's what they say. Free, free, set them set free. free. Speaking of Michael Hutchins, I saw yes. his first U.S. date. He opened oh, really? For Adamant. Ooh. At College of the Desert. It's an oasis of learning. It is. <laughs> an oasis of learning. No one knows what the hell we're talking about. Uh, what else you got from the legend of Hell House, by the way? Uh, well, you can't. It's hardly can you beat autoerotic phenomena. When the finger things start going, all I kept uh, thinking was Ghostbusters, man. And when's that little uh, Slimer going to show Slimer. up? Slimer. Absolutely. And the big machine is also Ghostbusters. The giant yeah. computer that sucks everything in. See, by the time Ghostbusters came around, the technology, it's so advanced. Yes. You didn't need to feel, fill the ballroom. It is now portable at, like a carry-on bit of luggage. You're talking about the ecto-containment unit. Mm. Boom. Mm -hmm. um, but like we said, you don't see a ghost walking down the hall. You don't see Slimer. Like the, the, the most you get 
is some like trick photography and like a door <laughs> slamming shut and you see like the cord that somebody pulled the rope to make the door slam on its own basically from angry daniel but i mean basically the entire haunting is angry da the ghost of angry daniel whoever it is uh sexually uh harassing the one psychic banging begging for sex yes. and when he doesn't get it he like throws cats at her she yes there was a cat walking along the wall at the beginning and then she's attacked by the cat which which again we we did people under the stairs not long ago and it's that quality of stuffed animal that you see in that movie it's a dog that their ving rames is wrestling around with this is like <laughs> a stuffed animal negative when when she finds it floating in the in the shower and they zoom in on it but only for a split second because any longer than that is going to spoil well, the illusion of course the dead cat is a stuffed animal but the rest of the time i think she was wrestling a real cat i don't know it's 1973 oh. standards might, might not have been quite so tight you may be right but in the end she's like because they, they were trying to get him to pass on so when they found an old skeleton in the closet they buried that shit and but of course daniel doesn't go anywhere and she's like well why don't i just give him a little something something for the road that'll surely no daniel no daniel and then all of a sudden i'm like why is that bitch taking off her clothes in the middle of rape house yes and then she's like i give myself to you freely if it will help you and then of yep. course it was it was a crazy f and uh it was a crazy f absolutely it was oh, well damn mind. they they kick in the door because of her throes of passion and find her kind of slumped over there. Like, you think she's dead. And then she just kind of turns and like, has a smile. She, I guess he handled his biz, is all I'm saying. So good on you, Daniel. False Daniel. They went to the, they went to the dark side because uh, she gave it up from behind, for sure. And I still, <laughs> for I sure. still love, 100%. Um, I still love that in 1973, you know you're crazy when you just laugh for no reason. That's a sign. That's a sign. You no question. The DSM three or four, all you do is, are they laughing right now? All right. right. You're, the, you're the Joker. Time Absolutely. Well, and then, and then she was kind of throwing something at Roddy. She's like, he's like, I sat with you all night. And she's like, well, why didn't you just climb on in, sailor? He, she was like, why didn't you come and get it? And he's I like, swear, most uh, of the time he's just rolling his eyes in this thing. Yes. Because he, like, like you said, he he's the, the other medium who's basically like, I'm clo I've closed myself off because I do not want to know what's coming on, going on around this damn house. And then the one time he did, he does, he has like a spasm. God, God, and rolls on the floor. Uh, never, never again. For poor Roddy. Meanwhile, Daddy Physicist, uh, clearly this lady is ripped to shreds. Uh, but I got stuff to do, so I don't really want to send her to town. Unlike the some of these other movies where everything was chained up, they were going to leave, but then she didn't want to leave. Oh, right. Just right. Well, it's, it's like uh, the 13 ghosts. You think... Like shit's slamming shut, doors locked, chained. Oh my God, how are we got? No, that never happens. People just choose to stay. 
<laughs> we're almost gone. But then I'm like, what are you going to do? I still have to defend Daniel, even though he's rape crazy. He's, he's rape crazy. Cat. He's half cat rape crazy. No question. Absolutely. I want to share another line from uh, the wife uh, when she was possessed. She yells at Roddy McDowell, touch me or I'll find find someone who will. And then smack. A lot of smacks. But all it really takes was your husband going, what the hell are you doing? And she was never possessed again. Never possessed. On the verge of, of him breaking up with her, because now she's rape crazy. Uh, <laughs> yes. Never again possessed. No more drinking absinthe and reading her autoerotic pleasure book. So, well, and did you know when she is finally killed, the crucifix drops on top of her? No one really gives a shit. No one's like, God, we need to go get the authorities, or we need to do something. They're like, anyway. On ambulance? No, we should not. <laughs> no, we should. And then when the husband is killed by the ghost, it is, a lot of this should happen. Like they just find his dead body somewhere. His wife's just like, "Oh, I guess he's dead over there. <laughs> I guess he's uh, he's just dead over there. Good times. He just did. Dreams do come true. So uh, the professor and Rod- and wife and Roddy McDowell together again. Pretty, the professor's wife and old Roddy. And when they discover the secret door, and we talked about this briefly, that has the evil Belasco's corpse. Again, this guy was supposed to be dead for 50 years. He should be some kind of mummy skeleton thing. It is not. It's just some dude with like a lacy cravat sitting there looking like he's in suspended animation. Good times. Who does he look like? Who's that British actor who is like an... Was he in Harry Potter? He's known for being very thin. God damn it. Richard Harris? <laughs> Not Richard Harris. More modern time. Am I supposed to go through the list of every British yes! actor that comes yes! to mind? Yes! Yeah, I'm, I will not be doing that. But the, the grand reveal in M. Night Shyamalan fashion is that throughout the, the movie, they talk about Emmerich Belasco as Ian, being... He looks like Ian McKellen. Okay. I can see a little bit of that. He was supposed to be very, very tall. Like he was an overpowering thing. And the reveal is he was a little fidget and he had chopped off his legs and put weird prosthetic legs on there, which how good they could they have been from 1923? Right. Yeah. We're all the same size in bed, by the way, in case you were Shit. wondering, I got that, got that answer by Googling old British actors. Did you say old thin British actor? No, that's helpful. I got Ian McKellen, Anthony Hopkins, Sean Connery, and Alec Guinness. Ah, that's a good, that's a good mix right there. No Roddy McDowell. I notice very uh, upsetting. RIP. Absolutely. Any other thoughts and feelings about the legend of hell house? It went on and on yes. about why he was so evil, and it was because he was so short. Napoleonic complex. And beyond that, he was. What did they say? He was like four. He was barely four feet tall. So it was Billy Borden. <laughs> if he was drunk with power, it's, it's Mickey Rooney. He's way too tall to be the evil Belasco. It really was implied that it was his smallness 
that made him so crazy. And the crazy... <laughs> I still don't understand how he was able to preserve his body. And because he's bes- behind stained glass, he's able to still hear and control everything. Well, and he had uh, titanium prosthetic legs from 1922. I don't know how this works. I mean, again, they should be little more than peg legs. We're talking 100 years ago. Okay, you can't chop off your legs and put some crazy old wooden leg on there and expect to walk around. Yes. Walk around. He's almost seven feet tall. That was some advanced technology. But (laughs) if you can continue to haunt your house and make everyone miserable 20, 30, 40, 50 years after you're dead, then. Well, and it's so it's it is goddamn ridiculous. This is the twist that the dude who died 50 years ago, a weird Satanist debaucher. Hey, guess what? He was really short. Who gives a shit? Why is that the grand reveal? That's the cause. Because he was so angry with the world because he was born short. Everyone must be tortured. He created all the legends. So for all we know, it's none of it's true. He didn't do shit. It's possible. He created some stories because they there were all these descriptions of what he looked like. Right. So I think that's all lies. It's all based on his stories. Could be. Could be indeed. Shall we go behind the scenes for God's sake? No checked his pulse, by the way. They should have. He wheeled out right after they left. Well, it was a, it was an actor. It was an actor sitting in a chair. It wasn't like some weird wax figurine or some shit. No. They had. I'm gonna knock your socks off. That actor was uh, played uh, Alfred in the uh, Michael Keaton Batman movies. There you go. I knew yes. he was familiar. Michael Goff. Michael Goff, uncredited in this movie because he was paid just to sit in a chair for the last five minutes of this movie. He's a glorified extra. Awesome. Awesome. Good for you, sir. And Good I for love you. the Michael Keaton Batman, by the way. I remember I saw it in Germany. Ich bin Batman! He, Michael Goff was also in the Hammer film Horror of Dracula as well, if you watch that one. It's so been check grown that out one. of other thin British men. Well, he had he actually had a part in that. He actually had lines and shit. He didn't just like sit in a chair in the corner. So I don't know what happened. Read his book on autoerotic phenomena. <laughs> there are worse ways to spend phenomenon. an afternoon. Yes. Uh, okay. Behind the scenes. The original novel was set in New England with an American team of psychic investigators. The storyline was changed to fit the movie's production in England, and they had uh, British or British-esque actors playing the investigators. So there you go. Ah! <laughs> the, the unsettling tales of Emmerich Belasco's tales of debauchery and evil at Hell House were loosely based on stories involving occultist Aleister Crowley. Boom! San Francisco had a black house in San Francisco. Um, this was based, loosely based, upon a book by Richard Matheson called Hell House. And Honestly, Richard, are you telling me this is almost identical to the haunting of Hill House? It is. It's very, it's very similar. The haunted. So you're telling me this is not based on that, but 12 other books that ripped it off? It's not best. That's exactly correct. 100%. Because then they'd have to have paid a royalty of some sort to someone. 
Well, they they brought in the writer, Richard Matheson, to write the screenplay. And he said he toned down the graphic violence and more intense sexual scenes of his novel to give the screenplay for the film a more brooding atmosphere. It's meant to be atmospheric, I guess. Yeah. Then there'd be less begging for sex then. Uh, there needed to be more violence. Or okay. some. Or something. Some goddamn <laughs> thing needs to happen. Uh, the old books that Ann Barrett sees lined up in the cabinet are titled from left to right. You ready? Buckle okay. up. Obsessive Acts and Religious Practices by Sigmund Freud. Right. The Worship of Priapus by Richard Payne Knight. What's that? What's Priapus? Uh, that's if you have an erection, you're Priapasmatic or something like that. Priabismic. Right. I don't they remember. Teach you that in teacher school? That's what they taught us. Absolutely. Your master's degree? It's, it's the CRT. Uh, <laughs> the Psychology of Sex by H. H. Ellis. Sin and Sex, Conation Volition, <laughs> Sex and Celibacy by T. Long, The Anatomy of Abuses by Philip Stubbs, Phallic Worship and Autoerotic Phenomena in Adolescence by K. Menzies. Those are all the books, so check those the out. The problem is yes. that all lends an atmosphere of credibility. Yes. It'd be something if it was the memoirs of the Marquis de Sade or, or something a little uh, salacious. I These agree. These sound like technical books that people have researched and studied. It's yes. more anthropological. Yes. Instead I agree. of demonic and racy. I agree. It should right. be the Necronomicon up in there. The Necronomicon. It should be the Heart of Darkness. It should be. Heart of Darkness by Joseph Conrad. <laughs> anyway. It should be, you know, the Lives and Loves of Aleister Crowley. The <laughs> Lives and Loves. Absolutely. Uh, Richard Matheson wanted Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor to star in this film. Oh, my God. That would have been so amazing. <laughs> they passed, <laughs> evidently. Oh, evidently. But uh, would been, it would have been, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Absolutely. I'm down. I'm down for it. Let's do it. Let's make it a thing. Let's make it a thing. Um, let's see. Uh, Richard Matheson, who wrote the book and the screenplay, you know him because he also wrote uh, I Am Legend, the book, which became a number of things, including Omega Man. And he that also... Was probably a better book. That was a better book. And he also wrote the book, uh, The Incredible Shrinking Man. These are all okay. from the mind of Richard Matheson. All right, Richard. All right. Um, let me see. What else? I think that's about all we know. All we need to know. Oh, during the heyday of VHS, this film was considered highly collectible. There you go. Uh, whilst the film was released in the U.S. with a PG rating, in the U.K., it curiously received an X rating at first. Strange. That is curious. Uh, let's see. Okay, let's talk about cast and crew, shall they're we? A little bit more. They they think we're uptight. They're a little bit more uptight. They're a little bit more uptight, no question. Uh, directed by John Hoff, uh, or Huff. You know him from such things as <laughs> not much. He was the director of Biggles: Adventures in Time. You know, don't you? 
Mr. Bigglesworth. Mr. Bigglesworth. He was a second unit or assistant director for 17 episodes of The Avengers back in okay. uh, 68 to 69. So there you go. I, I did enjoy The Avengers. It was very classy. Yep. Uh, anything else? He directed a TV movie. Oh, here we go. He directed Howling 4, the original Nightmare. How about that? Stinks, no, stinks, not so much. Um, uh, Watcher in the Woods, he directed. Remember that Disney movie? Seems to uh, me I saw it, but I could not tell you anything about it. Escape to Witch Mountain? Dude, I he saw directed Escape that as well. Oh, right. sweet Jesus. Uh, let's talk about the cast. Roddy McDowell played Ben Fisher, the physical medium. You, you know, may remember him as Cornelius. You might. He was in uh, Fright Night as Peter Vincent. He played <laughs> Huh in How Green Was My Valley in 1941. He was, he was in Cleopatra. He was in Cleopatra in 1963 uh, he, playing Caesar Augustus yep. or Octavian, if you will. Yes. He was in Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, playing Caesar. He was in he was in all the Planet of the Apes movies except for Beneath. He was busy, probably filming it this was movie. Beneath him. But, uh, there it is. Uh, let's see. Gail Honeycutt played Anne. She was the one with the wicked helmet hair. Her hair was ridiculous. I could deflect bullets, frankly. I ha I had to Google her. Her hair, I was like, what are they doing to her hair that it's it's a turban? It's like it's made out of wire or something. But then I saw other pictures of her where her hair was more normal. But her nose was so thin. It was the thinnest nose in all of creation. Cocaine. There you go. It could be. Uh, she was in a movie called Marlowe in 1969. Uh, of course, she was Anne Barrett in The Legend of Hell House. She was in something called Target in 1985. And she was in three episodes of Phantomas in 1980. Unfamiliar. No idea? Unfamiliar. Very upsetting. She's, she's actually American. She's from Texas, That's shockingly enough. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Pamela Franklin played Florence Tanner, the mental medium and spiritualist you know her from such things as the prime of miss jean brody in 1969 which was a huge real film right and i swear i i saw her in a thousand other th things but apparently i did not because i did a deep dive yep because that that was an academy award uh, at least nominated movie yep that's with uh what's her face from harry potter movies uh, uh, Maggie Smith. Yes, it's a Maggie yeah. Smith vehicle, and she played one of the crazy students with these Coke bottle glasses. That's correct. She was in The Innocents in 1961, uh, Legend of Hell House 1973, and she was in The Nanny in 1965. Oh, I saw The Nanny. The Nanny's great. That is with uh, Betty Davis plays this yep. crazy nanny who, who goes to cover up. Uh, uh, there was an accident and one of the children uh, drowned. And she's got Betty she's Davis. She's trying eyes. to get rid of the witness later on. That's some shit. Yeah. Uh, Clive Reville, a reveal. I don't know how to say his name. Played Dr. Barrett. You know him. I know him. 
you may know him. He was in Avanti in 1972. In 1970, Private Lives of Sherlock Holmes. I was just going to say that. 1970. I love that movie. Uh, he was the voice of Kickback in the Transformers movie in 1986. And he was the voice of the Emperor in The Empire Strikes Back before they recast the, the role for Return of the Jedi. Very upsetting. Nice. Nice. And, he well, here's the... from New Zealand. Yes, he's, he's a New Zealand actor. He, um... The sad thing is, is that when George Lucas went back and like re-edited and redid all of his stuff for these those movies, they took out his voice even for Empire Strikes Back and put the new actor's voice in there. Fucking George Lucas, I was so angry. Fucked around with all of those. Now he's erased our past. So unless you have some old VHS, yes, that's it. The that's history it. has been erased. It's true. It's upsetting to me. No it question. So angry that uh, some uh, of the graphics look so shitty afterwards. It's true. Star yes. Wars, Empire Strikes Back, even Return of the Jedi, they look great. No complaint. Even on with modern eyes, there was no complaints to be had. But he went back and like did the CGI stuff that looks crappier. So I remember seen one of it and it was like the star fighters and you could see a black mask around each of the things as it's flying through. I'm like, how the yeah. f is this better? Right. How is this better? This looks like shit. Yeah. Just so I agree. Have a, a, a dancing Jabba or whatever the f that was ridiculous. a dancing Jabba. That, that looks so lousy. Anyway, Shall we do the ratings? No, there's one other actor. At the very beginning, there's Peter Bowles. Oh, you want to talk uh, about Peter Bowles? Dude, because I used to watch the show on PBS that he was on, To the Manor Born. He is the nouveau riche dude who goes into the country and buys a manor house. And there's like the curmudgeon old proper <laughs> British lady who is just on his case, you're doing everything wrong. And he's been well, in a bunch of other stuff too. He, yeah, he's in this movie. He's basically the helper of the old uh, millionaire, right? Who they meet him at the door. He says, "Yep, everything's all set for you guys. Go on it, and you never see him again." Right. So, but I now like, I, Bing! I read if somewhere I spot, spot, spot the old British actor. That's always a classic game. Yes, he was in the bank job. He was in Blow Up in 1966. 22 yeah. episodes of To the Manor Born from 1979 to 2007. What the? Was there a reboot for the show? The fucking British, a, a season is six episodes. See you next year. Yes, it's not that is like, true. like uh, 30 Rock. We're going to bounce out about 50 episodes this year. <laughs> See you next year. See you next, same time next year. Uh, he was also in 18 episodes of The Irish R.M., from 83 oh, to yeah. 85. I saw that too. I watched a lot of PBS in my youth. You're an Anglophile. I am uh, Anglophile. What I was going to say is, in the, I guess in the original novel, there was supposed to be a reveal that the, uh, the millionaire, old millionaire dies, like while they're in the house, and therefore no one was coming to help. If they didn't like figure it out themselves, they were just screwed. Or nobody was going to get paid, even worse. Yeah, oh, even, even worse. 
Uh, let's do the rating. The Legend of Hell House. Currently, 64% fresh. Do you know what the audience gave it? Uh, 57. Whoo, 56. Ooh, Boom. I got, a little, I got a little of the psychic abilities there. Are you a physical medium? Have you been reading Worship of Phallus? Send, send me a Venmo me and I'll tell you. <laughs> Who's to say? Hey, did, did I tell you when I was in Vegas, this lady like came up to me while I was playing craps and was trying to vibe on me and trying to get me to go off to her room with her so she can give me a reading? Because oh, powerful damn. spirits, powerful spirits were all around me, especially one from my mother's side of the family who had passed, who is standing very close to me while I'm gambling. I was like, oh, so that's grandma. That's another <laughs> I got it for free. I got it for free. <laughs> okay. A.H. Weiler of the New York Times says, if John Huff, the director, and his small willing cast maintain mild tension during their harried visit to this haunted hell house, the few chills they provide are of little help. Two out of five. Is that helpful? That's very That's convoluted. That's helpful. I wish we could find ratings from the time. You know I, what I mean? I agree. I agree. Variety staff. <laughs> Clive Revel, the physicist, who attempts to clear the house of its evil, Pamela Franklin, the mental medium, and Roddy McDowell, the survivor of the previous incursion, are all first rate. So there you go. There you go. What about the rest of the movie? Thank you, Variety staff. <laughs> so what is your rating for The Legend of Al House? Dude, I have not seen this in a thousand years. And I yep. would have told you it was a movie that I was too scared to watch after I saw it the first time when I was right. Uh, I've since seen it, so it's not so scary, but I remember just being terrified. And it was all the crazy rape scene. Like, ghosts were going to crawl into my bed and get at me! And so, as a little kid, this freaked the F out of me. And now, as an adult, what are your thoughts? It's a little slow. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> My rating would have been, I'm going to give you both, Little Baby okay. Aaron, it was a 4.5 out of pure terror. Little Baby Aaron. Uh, okay. Little Baby Aaron. Current Aaron, 2.75. Gotta, gotta get your Jimmy, even from beyond the grave. <laughs> gotta get your Jimmy. Even from beyond the grave. Absolutely. I, I think I'm even right around you're there. only four feet tall. And maybe that's it. That's the most even terrifying people thing. People four feet tall need they, Especially Mickey Rooney, right? <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I mean, I might just give it the three out of courtesy for, you know, in respect for Roddy McDowell, who I do adore. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's slow. There's not a whole hell of a lot. I mean, honestly, there, it's there really isn't much. Sex haunting. It's a, like it's a haunted sex house. It's like if a brothel was haunted by a dwarf. 
Now, that's correct. Doesn't that sound like a Rob Zombie episode? Why hasn't he tapped into this? The day is young. Day Absolutely. Is young. No, it's it. With me, Rob Zombie. I'm sure you're listening to this right now. Yeah, I'm sure he is. The thing about it is, is if you're going to create, you only have four characters in this movie. So you can't start popping them off five minutes into the movie. You're going to run out of cast members. So in that right. case, you're heavily invested in kind of creating the spooky atmosphere. And they just didn't do that. <laughs> so then it just becomes kind of like, hey, we're bored hanging out in an old house. Moving on. Everybody is just getting drunk. At least the ladies are and trying to get it on with Roddy McDowell. <laughs> Nobody is interested in the physicist. No. The, the dead dwarf in the dungeon. They're not. It's all Roddy McDowell has the man meat that everyone's craving. He's the cock of the walk. No question. Absolutely. No question. (laughs) Sweet Jesus. I mean, would I recommend this movie? I don't know. I mean, if you're flipping channels. If it's Halloween week and it's on and it requires, no, you don't have to get off the couch or anything. (laughs) Let's say you've chopped off your legs because they're too short and therefore you cannot move. Then I would say, I would say, check it out. I would say if you've been drinking Red Bull and vodka all night and now you're a little groggy, this would be the one. This is the one for you. A little bit of the Red Bull to keep you awake. So there you go. Just a little bit. I mean, frankly, I would go retire to, to my boudoir with the some reading material. So, you know, uh, erotic is going to be like, this is how you and your wife get sexy time on. They're like, baby, Legend of Hell House, let's go. Let's go. Well, in the ghost defense, she was kind of like, come and get it, big boy. Okay. Now she changed her tune. You got things. There was no safe word. There was no Uh, safe word. And she's allowed to change her mind. She's allowed to change her mind mid-coitus. So, uh, I didn't hear any no's, but maybe, I don't know. There was a blood-curdling scream. Adventure. Yes, well, it's true. Well, that's different. So, thank you very much. Go to our pages all across the internet. We're on X, we're on Instagram, TikTok, we're on Threads, we're on Blue Sky. You may be watching a video such as this on YouTube at this very moment. Maybe. Could be. Uh, you can also email us at the podcast that wouldn't die at Gmail. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere the finer podcasts are available. So don't forget to like, share, rate, and review. Won't you? Won't you please? Aaron, what is your social media situation? I have media. I uh, professionally, I'm on artsy and first dibs. Socially, dude, you don't even know. I've got two Instagram accounts. I'm the cult of Aaron Join the cult. I'm don't feed the pigeon. I, I am on Tumblr and Flickr. I am on X threads. Don't even bother Facebook. I don't even update it. I'm, I'm just there to spy on other people. Uh, but check it out. There it is. As you guys know, what we like to do is do viewer, listener, comments, mail, 
Um, talking about our recent episode, The People Under the Stairs, our friend Ed from the Film Effect podcast had this to say. This one is different, but in a good way. Early 90s, it's Wes Craven during his short-lived urban era. With this and a black person, what does that mean? What is the <laughs> urban era? Because there was a black people in the film. Is that what we're saying? Because there was a black people in the film. Absolutely. Uh, with this and a vampire in Brooklyn. I really like this movie. Not sure if I love it, but I'll be rewatching it in the coming weeks because we're also talking about it, uh, uh, talking about this next month. So there you go. You can listen to more. People under the stairs over there. I saw it at the theater and I found it most enjoyable. Not so much maybe now. <laughs> that, that is sad, but true. Now, what I've been, what I'm going to do, what I did last week is I put up a poll. Rather than just saying, hey, what movie would you guys like us to do? I decided, hey, Aaron gave me two movies. I gave uh, two movies and we put up a poll. Pick these. And the choices were, Extro, which is some kind of crazy horror sci-fi movie from England, which people were happy about, English people. There was... People were happy. They were thrilled. Lake Mungo, which I believe is an Australian horror. I think it's a found footage or something along those lines. Yeah. Horror film yeah, yeah. from Australia. We did Idle Hands, which is a late 90s kind of horror comedy romp. Starring a uh, memory of enjoying that. It was amusing. If I it was amusing to me as well. And the fourth one was a choice you gave me, which was Goodnight Mommy, which was what is Goodnight Mommy? I don't know if I even remember it. Do you even know what it was? I, I know. I basically Googled <laughs> lesser or uh, overlooked horror films. Fair enough. Not something I hadn't seen before. So, and I put that poll and I said, I think a couple of them I said, or other. Like, then you could, if you wanted to throw us something. Um, three votes or four votes? How many did we get? We got quite a few across multiple uh, platforms. On some platforms, it was closer than others. But generally speaking, Idle Hands was the winner. So um, what I'll do next time is we'll, we'll, we'll do Idle Hands next week. See how that's looked forward to. Uh, and then we'll remove it from the poll and I'll put a new movie into the poll and we'll just keep doing it that way. And if a movie never gets vo votes, then it gets the hook. How about that? So, uh, uh, if did, you want to get no votes, I think Lake Mungo did not get any votes on, um, on X, but on other platforms, it did get votes. So they're, they're well, still hanging around. Only so there you go. Are on X anyway, so. <laughs> Sad but true. <laughs> if you want to watch Idle Hands, which stars our good friends uh, Devin Sawa, Seth Green, Jessica Alba, Vivica What's A. Seth Fox, still acting, doing his thing. He was delightful. Uh, he was delightful. I'm sad to admit that to watch Idle Hands, you will have to pay to again. Watch it. Again, again. So uh, it's on uh, Prime, YouTube, Apple TV, Voodoo, Direct TV. Sadly, it isn't a choice of, hey, should I pay $3.99 or $5.99? It is a choice of $3.59 or $12.99 if you want to buy it. So I, I will not be buying I just want to tell you, 
The Legend of Hell House. I went to Prime first. $4.99. Those bastards. So I had to watch it on Walmart. On Old Roy TV. (laughs) Old Roy. So send in your favorite scenes, favorite quotes, comments, and questions. And maybe we'll talk about your thoughts and feelings on this show. So thank you very much and be well. Good day.